Consider this, 100% of owners will leave their business one day, but few are prepared. Are you? Don't worry, you're in the right place with this podcast, Succession Stories. Host Lori Barkman, the business transition Sherpa, guides you from transition to transaction, from building value in your business to letting go. Lori is a business transition and M&A advisor, specializing in growth, acquisitions, and selling owner-led companies. She's also the author of the Business Transition Handbook. Get your copy and learn how to avoid succession pitfalls and create valuable exit options. Sign up for a business transition newsletter at successionstories.com. Show us the love by subscribing to the show and posting a review. We appreciate you. Now, here's this week's Succession Stories with Lori Barkman. Welcome back to the Succession Stories podcast. If you're not already, please give me a follow on LinkedIn and Instagram at Lori Barkman. Be sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss a future episode. And if you listen to this podcast and enjoy it, do me a favor and leave a rating and review on Apple or Spotify. It really makes a difference and enables me to reach more people and help them along the way. I'm excited to welcome Tim Scannell, Managing Director and Partner at Hightower Great Lakes. He's also the host of the Wealthstream podcast. As an expert in proactive wealth management and tax planning, Tim guides families and business owners toward their financial aspirations. Tim and I pull back the curtain on what a virtual family office is and what value they provide to owners and enterprising families. Learn how you can prepare for a successful exit and safeguard your assets. You'll hear Tim say, in a perfect world, the process takes two to three years. As a result, you need to get professionals involved upfront. I couldn't agree more. Enjoy this Succession Stories episode to maximize wealth and preserve your financial legacy with Tim Scannell. Tim Scannell, welcome to Succession Stories. I've been on your podcast, which is an amazing show, and I'm so excited to welcome you here today. So thanks for being with me. Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate the opportunity. I loved when we were on my podcast, and um, I'm looking forward to this. This is great. Your show is called The Wellstream Podcast, and we had a great conversation about what does it entail for a business owner. When I came on, we talked about all kinds of different aspects for business owners, and that's how we got to know each other. And since then, we've been collaborating, and today's discussion is about how you and I are collaborating, the value that you're bringing to your clients today, and what we might be doing together to really amplify and get results for business owners and families. So again, welcome. Why don't we start with you and your firm, Hightower Great Lakes, and what value you're providing for families today? So like one of the things we talk to clients about or when we meet people is that we do feel like we have a unique wealth management process. And you know, part of it is investment planning, which is the bread and butter you know, of investment management and why people, a lot of times people reach out to us. And we think we have a very unique process as fiduciaries when we do that. But in addition to investment planning, I think what makes us different and where we really add value and one of the reasons why we love collaborating and working with you, Lori, is that number one, we, we try to work and we offer advanced planning services to our clients. And to us, what that means is it's wealth enhancement, you know, things like tax mitigation, tax planning. We do a lot of income and estate tax planning for our clients. Also wealth transfer, you know, just making sure that whatever your goals are as a client, whatever you, however you want to transfer assets, whether to your family, 
favorite charities, et cetera, that they go efficiently and quickly in, in the way you want it to go. And then also with our business owners, which are most of our clients, we focus a lot on wealth protection, making sure that if something happens to one or a number of their businesses or some situation happens, it's not going to implode or really significantly impact their long-term plans. And then the final part of the advanced planning process, I think about a third to close to half of our clients have strong charitable intent. They they want to give back. They've got favorite charities. So we also do a lot of charitable planning from donor-advised funds all the way up to family foundations. So we really just try to create strategies and implement strategies to help them achieve their goals. And then the final piece, in addition to advanced planning, and this is really where you come in, Lori, is in relationship management, we, we really want to make sure there's two parts of that. We want to make sure that we're working with our client in the way they want us to, know how often they want to meet, do they want to meet as a family, as individuals, et cetera. But also, and we think and more importantly, we really want to build relationships and, and collaborate with their other advisors, maybe their CPAs, their attorneys, their trust officers. And in, and in situations in particular where they're business owners trying to grow the value, ultimately exiting, we like to work with people like you, Lori, because we want to make sure that the recommendations we make are consistent with what the other advisors are doing. And very, we find that very rarely initially when we talk to clients, do they ever get everyone in the room? You know, so if my client's name is Bob, we call it Team Bob or Team Betty. You know, we just we're trying to create the team and pull in the resources, the professionals that they need. And in situations like where they're looking to grow the business, grow the value, and ultimately exit, that's when we bring people like you in. Well, thanks for explaining the planning process. We have listeners that are working with financial planners today. We have listeners that are not and may not be familiar with what services are provided and and why should they do these things. For example, I have clients that are very sophisticated clients, but they don't have wealth protection in place. They don't have a will or estate plan yet. And of course, I'm trying to work with them too. If I know that that's an issue and I'm working with them and, and pulling in other advisors to help, but there's some real fundamentals here that you talked about. And it's the growth, but it's also the preservation. It's the legacy planning, all really important things made more complex when there's a, a business to consider. Is that right? Yeah. So the amount of money that a business owner walks away with after a sale, after an exit, depends a great deal on the type of advisor and advisors they're working with. So for example, and a lot of times clients, when I meet them or people are introduced to me, they'll say, well, I have an investment advisor. And that's great because the investment advisors will help them manage their money. Or they might say, you know, I've got a financial advisor. Financial advisors will manage money and also do some basic, you know, wealth planning. So they might be CFPs, they might not. And then like the third level of sometimes we see with other advisors is what we call wealth managers. And and what a wealth manager will do is they manage money, but they also maybe dive in a little more deeper into some of the financial planning topics like investment planning, cross-border planning, just, you know, financial life management. But where we really like to focus with our clients is helping them create what we would call like a virtual family office or VFO. And the difference really is that it's that collaboration I just talked about. It's making sure that the client is meeting once, maybe twice, but periodically at least with all the advisors, just to making sure that when they're working on one project, selling a business, buying a business, doing estate planning, 
there's just so many um, different skill sets that need to be there at the table. So we really try to be kind of um, collaborators or we, we create the collaboration, hopefully. But that's the difference, I think, is we really try to get in there and provide these virtual family offices for our clients. And it's a long-term process. It takes a long time, but we really think it adds value to the client. It's like having a bat phone that you just know who to call, when to call them and pull them in. And they're already vetted resources that your client can trust because you've done that work to, to understand what those services are and how that it all stitches together. Is that right? Yeah. And it just recently, actually this past weekend, I was golfing with um, a friend who's you know probably, I don't know if he's a billionaire, but maybe close. And and, you know, we talked about the fact that when you have that amount of money, you have the ability to insource or create these family offices. I think the, I've seen reports saying or estimates that if your net worth is 500 million or more, you have the scale and the ability to bring people in. But for most of our clients, we're, we're not working with clients that large. And it's not doesn't make sense really to try an in-house. It's really expensive. You can't bring all the skill sets you need in. So in that case, we try to create it virtually. We, we actually map it out. We have a mind map where we kind of list everybody out and so they can see who their CPA, who their attorney, who their trust officers. And then I'll just give you an example. In 2019, well before COVID, I went on an interview, literally 19 accounting firms in the northern half of Indiana, as well as in Chicago. I was really just trying to identify firms that were fits for my clients, firms that had capacity to take on new clients, were responsive. And literally, I found two. So, But those two are amazing firms, and those are the two that we try to collaborate the most with. And when clients come to us and they, they don't have great CPAs, for example, a lot of them do, but when they don't, we try to you know bring them in. Or attorneys are very specific, as you know. They focus on different things. And so we constantly screen, we are constantly screening to try identify and locate and find you know, great professionals that we can add to their team. A business owner that's thinking about a sale in the future might not know what to do with their proceeds once they sell. That's one scenario. In the scenarios you're talking about, the client is already working with you, correct? So therefore, you're helping them plan all the way through. I think we have listeners who could be in either side of that camp. Let's address the first one, which is, these are people who have a business, they are ready to sell in the next three, five, 10 years. Hopefully they're gonna to start to work with someone like me to help them maximize value and get ready for that transition and then put a process together to help them get bids and, and find some strategic buyers or financial buyers that work for them. And then we have an exit process, right? So now they have to understand, you know, what am I gonna do? You're not gonna just touch, put the money underneath your mattress. Let's talk about the timing of all of this. When ideally should that client seek either a financial advisor, wealth manager, or a virtual family office? What's the right timing for that ideally? Yeah, so I mean, my, my feeling just based on my experience and what I've seen is yesterday, right? I mean, <laughs> when I talk to clients, I'll say like recently I met a, we took on a new client. It was uh, somebody reached out to us and they're getting contacted by companies and uh, like family offices and PE firms to acquire them. And, and, I, and what I'm trying my best to do is to help tell them to step back first, because it takes a long time to make sure that, as you know, I've, you know, I read your book and 
I've talked to you about this. It, it takes a long time to really make sure that your business is ready. Uh, you have the management team, you know, that they're going to, they, they know the questions these buyers are going to ask. And um, then also what I find too is very often they've got great internal CPA controllers, financial people, but they very rarely have an advocate for them as the owner outside of the company. So honestly, we, we try to spend a lot of time building that team for them and that takes time. So I would say to answer your question, in a perfect world, the process takes two to three years. I mean, it, it seems like a long time. And as a result, we really need to get a lot of professionals involved way up front. That would be my answer. Yeah, I do address this in the book. Thanks for for mentioning it. I appreciate you know, that you've been a reader of it and, <laughs> and endorsing it, it for me. <laughs> we have two clients who really love it, by the way. So reviews are good. Thank you very much. And we talk about the boat, the business owner advisory team. And no one person's going to have all the knowledge, expertise, and, and in some cases, licenses, right, from a financial yeah. advisor standpoint. And that's why we think that there's a benefit to the collaboration also. So I totally agree with you on that. The virtual family office, if you were going to describe it, is it mostly about the scope of assets? Is it 10 million of assets or more? Is that generally how you would describe it? Yeah, so I describe it more based on complications. So if I have a client who has one, maybe more than one business, but also has real estate, has maybe a family, maybe a second marriage or special needs. So if it's complicated, the virtual family office really gets bigger. If there's one business, if there's not a big family, there's not a lot of complication, so it's really not based on the number or the size. I've worked with businesses where we've helped them exit for 500000 and for $25 million. It's really more of a complication. And, and, and that's why it's not a size nine shoe for everybody. It's, you know, what are the specific needs and what are the gaps? You know, do you have great tax planning? Because it's what you keep, not what you, you get um, after you sell. Do you know how much you need? Oftentimes, they have contract attorneys who help them with contracts, but they don't really have estate planning or exit planning attorneys. So you just need to fill the gaps. Um, so it's really complication, not necessarily uh, size of assets. This episode is sponsored by the best-selling book, The Business Transition Handbook, How to Avoid Succession Pitfalls and Create Valuable Exit Options. Business owners will learn how to navigate the emotional and practical nature of the transition process to avoid exit regrets. It's crucial to start planning when time is on your side so you don't leave money or your happiness on the table. Reading this book, you'll have Lori Barkman, the business transition Sherpa, guiding you along the way. To download a free copy, head to thebusinesstransitionhandbook.com that's the business transition handbook.com today. If we were going to summarize for our listeners what the key takeaways are, what should they start doing yesterday? <laughs> what should they start doing in the next 90 days? What would you recommend? So I really think that you have we talk a lot about a parallel path. You're you're running your business day to day. You're um, you know, hiring, recruiting, retaining, you're doing all those things. If you can just step out of the business and just schedule that and make sure you're focusing on, you know, what do I need? What's it worth my business? If I exit, how much do I net? 
and then really look at some of the benchmarks that you provide in your book and in your guidance, which is how do I make the value greater by the time I exit? So I really think it's it's a plan and you have to do the analysis up front before you come up with a plan. So I would schedule it because a lot of times people don't schedule it or plan for it. And then all of a sudden it's a year or two later. Absolutely. When time is on our side, we have more options. We have more opportunity to create the future we want. Tim, if people want to get in touch with you, what's the best way to do that? The best thing to do would be send me an email at tscanell at hightoweradvisors.com. I respond quickly and I'll get back to you and we'll, we'll connect and see what you need. Awesome. Tim, I ask everyone if they have a favorite quote or something that inspires them about entrepreneurship or, or life in general. Is there anything that you'd like to share? I'll just say the one quote that I keep with me a lot actually came from my mother. Uh, she used to say it all the time. And, you know, whenever I would say this isn't going right or this is not what I expected or and she would just say life is complicated. And, you know, it doesn't seem like a great quote, but it reminds me because it's my mom. But also it's so true. Uh, there's nothing easy, nothing simple. Nothing is actually what you think. Um, you got to dive in and there's no size nine shoe for everybody. You really need a custom analysis. So that's what I always think of. It's a wise quote from your mom. And it also mm -hmm. speaks to what you do to help people simplify, take the complicated and, and simplify it for them and collaborate with people like me. So thank you so much, Tim, for coming on the show, talking about what you do and how you add value for your clients. I really appreciate you. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate the opportunity and I really enjoy your book and enjoy working with you. Thank you. Thanks listeners so much. Be sure to follow Succession Stories in your favorite podcast player and on YouTube, and also leave us a review. To learn more about maximizing the value of your business and planning for transition, book a complimentary call with me at thebusinesstransitionsherpa.com. Join us next time on Succession Stories for more insights from transition to transaction. I hope that today's episode resonated with you. What actions will you take as a result? If you want to grow, sell, or transition your business, our strategic transition planning process provides clarity and objectivity on the big questions that may be weighing on your mind. Make an intention and take the next step. Set up a complimentary consultation with me to discuss your goals at thebusinesstransitionsherpa.com. That's thebusinesstransitionsherpa.com.